Well, uh, the governor gave her address the other day, and uh, certainly a lot going on regarding our schools and what it means for the uh, upcoming year. David Allen does a great job with communications and all the New York State School Boards Association, and uh, nice enough to give us a couple of minutes. Uh, Mr. Albert does here on this uh, Thursday morning. David, a very happy New Year to you, and uh, good to have you aboard here. And, uh, and you know, let the games begin, as I say, regarding the governor's address, what it means for the schools, budget-wise, and everything else. Uh, certainly a lot to comprehend here, my friend. And uh, as you said, the games begin. I mean, we start with uh, the budget uh, next week, uh, so that's going to be huge. In the governor's state of the state, she really focused on literacy initiatives as well as mental health. So those are two obviously very important initiatives for our schools, and uh, it's going to be a busy next couple of months. Yeah. uh, You know, I think of the schools, I think, David, of the uh, uh, foundation aid and everything else, how important that is. It's so important, you know, to have those dollars tucked away, right? Absolutely. And, you know, really the most important thing that comes out of Albany every year in terms of education is uh, the state budget because our schools depend on state aid. And uh, last year, of course, we saw a historic achievement in full funding of foundation aid. It was something that was supposed to take four years, but ended up taking 16 years. So at long last, that occurred. And so we want to see this year foundation aid continue to be uh, fully funded. But we also want to make sure that every school district sees a minimum aid increase. Right now, there are districts that would not receive any aid increase under full funding of foundation aid. So we want to make sure that there's a minimum aid increase. This year, districts got a minimum 3% increase. We'd like to see something along those lines again, especially with the pandemic money running out that came from Washington. Good point, too. You know, everybody kind of relies on that. Well, guess what? Uh, it's evaporating in many an area, including this category. David Alba with us. So, you know, you, you bring up the mental health aspect, and I find this to be the most important situation of the governor's recognition. Uh, there's so many layers of this, the needs of students for treatment and support from a mental health standpoint, David Albert, you cannot accentuate that enough. No, and and there's been some alarming statistics that we've seen in the last year or two. I know that the CDC put out a report that said about 40% of young people experience some type of mental health symptoms, you know, whether it be sadness or depression. We know that the Surgeon General has also raised a red flag about the impact of social media activity on mental health. So we see some of these things play out in the schools in terms of chronic absenteeism, and we do want to see these issues addressed, of course. And so the governor has proposed uh, the expansion of school-based mental health clinics, which we support. And we also want to make sure that we are staffing our schools appropriately with the right number of school psychologists, social workers, and that's very important as well. You and I, Bob Schneider, we've discussed this for years. Personnel is key when it comes to these schools. You must have enough people on board here in order to talk to these kids. I mean, there is anxiety. Uh, We are living in a world right now that fuels that. Shame, social isolation, David. Uh, Absolutely. You know, the influences as social media, it is so important to get into the crux of it. Agreed. And, you know, it's good to see the governor focusing on this. Schools are certainly focused on it and have been. You know, if we go back over the last few years, there's two areas that we've really seen schools invest in in terms of their budgets. One is school safety and the other is mental health. Hiring school psychologists, social workers, counselors. So schools are zeroed in on this. 
focused on it and they understand how important it is for schools or for students to come to school ready to learn and they're definitely focused on this issue. No question, David Albert with us. Uh, security is key and safety. I know a lot of schools here on Long Island have incorporated guards. Yeah. Those who will be armed as well. I think it's important to have a presence. Unfortunately, uh, this is the world we live in right now. Give me an aspect of that as far as the future. Yeah, so, you know, this is one of those issues where it's really important for school districts to work with their communities in terms of how they want to approach school safety because there's so many different ways to focus on this issue. For example, you just mentioned, you know, security. I mean, we we see in many cases retired police officers who are joining the ranks of school district personnel as school safety, you know, security personnel, etc. We also see our school districts partnering with the local police force. There are many other things, many other strategies as well. And I think one of the advantages to having some type of presence in a school is that, you know, if you have a retired police officer or a current police officer, their job really is to get to know the students and to really try to identify if a student may be headed down the wrong path. You know, they're really there to be an advisor, a counselor, and really try to help students you know, make good decisions. And that's really what a lot of this is about. Uh, You know, we do see occasionally there's debates over, you know, whether it's appropriate to have an armed police officer in a school. Uh, You know, these are the the kinds of decisions that have to be made community-wide. And and school districts need to have forums and talk with their parents and with the community and and really come to a strategy that makes sense for that district. I know there's a lot of emphasis on building a strong system. You know, I'm talking about literacy skills here, basically. And quite frankly, to invest is key here. And I'm talking about the training, teachers, reading. Certainly numerous districts throughout the state are already doing this type of stuff. Listen, it only helps these kids to learn from teachers who are well prepared to incorporate these types of practices into the curriculum. So in essence, you know, you look at the scores and everything else, English and math, we're a little bit behind. You want to blame the pandemic? Okay. We don't want to get too political with you right now. It's a whole nother story. But in essence, you know, it's about the qualifications of our education leaders to make sure that they're going to incorporate this type of stuff. Yeah, you know, literacy is so important, right? goes without saying. And and one of the things that people may not always realize is that literacy affects math in the sense that, you know, when you get into the middle school, you know, curriculum for math, you're moving away from arithmetic and you're getting into word problems. And that's where the literacy skills are so important. So we can see math scores actually go down uh, as the middle grades if, in fact, students haven't got a, a solid foundation in literacy. So the governor is really proposing that we, we use phonics in large measure. You know, it, it's a little more complicated than that, but using phonics as an instructor strategy for literacy. And I think it's important to point out, as you as you noted, that many schools are already doing that. They're already using evidence-based approaches to teaching literacy. So the idea of training another 20,000 teachers on this, we think that's a great idea. You know, the, the, the whole point, of course, is to educate our students. And so if this is a proven technique, then why wouldn't we want to use it? But we also want to make sure that we don't have the state mandating the curriculum for our schools, because not every student learns the same way. And so we want to make sure that we have a range of instructional strategies. But yeah, we all agree on the goal, which is to improve our literacy. Absolutely. No question about it. I think it has to be front and center without question, along with the mental health aspect, obviously, Uh, but certainly something to concentrate on. Give me a sense as far as AI, where we're at 
Well, we out with all this. I know there's a vision uh, regarding this uh, cutting edge artificial intelligence uh, technology. We discuss it a lot uh, here on this program, David. But give me a sense of what Albany is thinking here and how that transpires into the districts. Yeah, so I think what the governor is is proposing is there be some sort of a consortium, you know, with a number of the colleges and universities where there would be, you know, kind of cutting edge research into AI. And certainly New York has tremendous resources from an educational perspective, certainly on the higher ed level, to be at the forefront of AI research and application. And we want to point out that either the feeder system for our post-secondary uh, schools, our colleges and universities, is the K-12 through system. So we need to make sure that those students not only have strong literacy skills, but also strong math and science skills as they get into developing artificial intelligence. I think that we have a long way to go with AI. You know, right now, schools are kind of grappling with, you know, how do we deal with this? I mean, how do we make sure that students aren't using it to cheat? How do we make sure that, you know, the students are using it in a positive way? And I think, you know, there are a lot of uh, applications out there right now that detect when something has been written by an AI application. And we hear a lot about ChatGPT, which is basically a large yeah. language model. It just learns by reading what's out there online already. At this point, it's it's still relatively rudimentary, and it's not that difficult to identify something that has been written by an AI application. But as AI gets more advanced, and that will happen rapidly, schools are going to need to keep pace with that. So there's a range of instructional questions. There's a range of policy questions that are all raised by AI. And then just knowing that AI is most likely going to be a big part of our future. We need to make sure that our students understand how to work with AI and, you know, basically have that solid grounding that they need in order to go into those areas. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is. And it's an ever-growing situation, we know. And uh, listen, it's cutting edge. And things change on the fly on a daily basis. So uh, And, and, you know, as you say, literally on a daily basis, you know, there's new applications coming out. And it's hard to keep pace with everything because it just, every technology is just moving forward so quickly. And that's why I say schools really have to be thinking about AI and how they're going to be, you know, either leveraging that or not leveraging that, you know, in the future. Yeah, no doubt about it. David, uh, well done. We'll keep on top of this. Anything changes, you always have the platform here on the program. Uh, you know that. You, Bob, uh, listen, it's all about the information, making sure the public is aware exactly what's happening budget-wise, dollars-wise. Uh, very important as far as to keep on top from a mental health standpoint, security standpoint, AI, learning, literacy skills. Uh, there's a lot going on right now, and we know how to attack it here. Certainly, you guys do, and you'll keep us in the loop, I am sure. Absolutely. And and we didn't even get into the Blue Ribbon Commission on changing the graduation requirements for high school graduation. So there is a lot going on. We're happy to, to come on anytime and, and chat and, um, you know, talk about so much that's happening right now. And Talk to school. me, Dave, before we let you go, talk to me a little bit about that. Let's let the public be aware of that as far as graduation. Go ahead. Give me a, give me a minute on that. So the Regents uh, heard recommendations from a Blue Ribbon Commission, uh, I believe it was back in November. Uh, and basically, the one of the recommendations was to replace the three diploma types that we currently have right now in New York State, which is the Regents Diploma, the Regents with Advanced Designation, and the Local Diploma. And they want to replace those three with one diploma. And then there would be a number of 
seals and endorsements such as a seal of civic readiness or, you know, an endorsement might be for meeting the standards in a certain career and technical education field. Um, they're also looking to reconsider the number of regents exams that are required for graduation and offering more assessments or other types of assessments, project-based work, et cetera, to prove proficiency and expanding diploma requirements to include such things as financial literacy and civic responsibility. So there is a lot going on. These are recommendations at this point. State Education Department and the Board of Regents will be, you know, working through this you know, over the next year or two. We don't know the exact timeline, but certainly something to be aware of because this could have profound implications, obviously, if we're changing what it means to be a high school graduate. Yeah, it's, it's an excellent uh, topic of discussion for another day for sure. Listen, my belief is back in the day, you know, you graded as far as your regents and everything else, which was certainly a focal point as far as getting your diploma. I have no problem trying to go into other avenues as well. Uh, listen, because a kid gets an 87 on a chem regents, it doesn't mean he is gifted and ready for the world. It doesn't mean that at all. I think there's an expansion of thought here that has to be in play to prepare a young man or woman to get into a crazy world that we're all living in right now. I think it's the obligation of every to make sure that's in place. should be well thought of and certainly put into play in my estimation as we kind of get into these nuances of society. So uh, we'll keep on top of that and have more discussions on that, David. You bet. Absolutely. Appreciate it all. David Albert, uh, he does the job as the Chief Communications and Marketing Officer of the New York State School Boards Association. A very happy new year to you, and uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of more discussion. Thanks, Jay. Looking forward to it, and happy new year to you as well.